Hello, ladies and gentlemen, sports fans of all ages and those who like to partake in a in an alcoholic adult, adult beverage every now and then. Uh, welcome to Cocktails and Curveballs. Uh, as always, on the panel here, we've got Lee, Patrick, and Tyler. And uh, first thing I'd like to do, though, is, is I'd like to thank our military, uh, both past and present, both foreign and and uh, domestic. Um, also, like to thank our first our our first responders, our men and women in blue, um, obviously firefighters, and hospital staff who who are there uh, when we need them. Uh, thank you all. Uh, we can do what we do because you do what you do. Anyway, uh, let's get it all started, guys. Who's got something? There's a lot going on. Who's got something? I'd like to uh, I'd like to touch on the fights last night. Um, you know. Good fights. There's some really good fights. Uh, Covington, I, I, I thought Covington, I, I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know if, if you guys have watched him or any, you know, anybody out there that has watched him. I feel like Covington, you could definitely see the ring rust because he just wasn't, I expected him to, uh, he just didn't do much until maybe like the last round, maybe the last two rounds. Um, and by the time the last round came around, he, he should have been just pulling out all stops trying to, you know, get a 10-8 round trying to do something because uh, he he just, uh, you know, he was behind big time when it came to that final round. Um, but I do like uh, one of the reasons why Covington has so many fans. I loved it when he gets up there and he gets interviewed by Joe Rogan. And the first thing he does is what we do. Shouts out to the military and the first responders. Very first thing he does. Gives up big props to those guys. So, I uh, love Covington. I, I would have liked to seen him put up a better fight. Um, I think he was kind of one-sided. But, uh, yeah, fights were good. And then Strickland and uh, what's his name got into the fight afterwards. Anybody, Duplessis. Yeah, did anybody else see that fight? Did, did Listen, watch that? I didn't get to see the fights, guys. I was I was very ill last night. So I'm hoping um, that this right here, if I'm going to roll this back to Jimmy's, the mountains are blue. I'm going with some Coors Light to hopefully uh, kick whatever the hell it was that I had out but i saw the highlights so i didn't get to i didn't get to see the whole card um but the strickland duplessis thing in the stands number one um that looked very wwe to me i mean you got these guys super close together they're getting called out they start talking shit next thing you know they're going at i mean that to me being an old school wrestling fan <laughs> reminded me of that now was that necessarily the case i don't know it was it was cool to watch uh, I felt bad for the little girl that got kind of cleared out of the middle when when Strickland jumped back there and started throwing. I'm like, um, okay. But then at the end, I think I think Chuck Liddell popped out of the middle. Like he, as, did. As, he like, did. He was right in the middle, like, of, in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Fifty year old Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Um, but what you know what, what better what better for a WWE promotion than a Colby Covington fight? Like you want to talk right. WWE? Colby Covington is as WWE as they come. And but, I respect. Ty, I like Colby Covington. He's an he wrestled at Oregon State. He's a very decorated grappler. Um, a lot of respect for his game. And like you said, you know, he some of some of his values kind of reflect how we feel. But man, does he say some shit that you're like, oh my god, that's bad taste, <laughs> bud. Like, like right, I say right. some bad shit, but right. I don't. Well, say, think about his dad. Think about Edward's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly exactly what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm glad you there's like that. that's I'm... that's not shit talk. That's like 
it's just classless and tasteless. Like that's classless. not that's not smack Very, talk. No, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, Ty, because I feel the same way. Um, the the shtick, if you will, is getting old. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love the I love I love who he supports. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he he feels a lot like we do. Yes, he's an incredibly accomplished uh, wrestler uh, in his own right. But the shtick is getting old, man. And he says shit that that you know you guys remember when Tyson was young and he was at the oh, top yeah. of the <laughs> some of the crazy I, yeah. some of the crazy shit that Tyson would say and. Yeah. I'm gonna eat your you kid, know, and and it's getting it's getting that way with Colby. Yeah, and I I wish he would just dial it down because in the midst of all this, fellas, he's losing. Right, right, exactly, exactly, and that's why Tyson, right? Tyson go out there and put put somebody down in the first round. Yeah, and he was the scariest yeah, man know, alive for a while, right? It's like, and you do even Conor you McGregor, from, even McGregor, yeah. right? Like McGregor was winning. You know, right. I think right. like the, you can only play the heel. You can only play the heel so long and be like a guy like Colby Covington, right? Who look, don't point punches like he's a heel, like he's like a WWE bad guy, you know. But if he was winning, everybody would be oh yeah, you know, I I can get behind that. But the way he goes about it, and and especially his track record lately, I mean, I pump the brakes a little bit, right? Yeah, you, you well, if you're gonna talk shit, trigger. you better back it up, man. If you're gonna be yeah, shit talking yeah. like that, if, and you're not backing it up, you might want to dial it down a little bit, bud. You but know yeah, what I mean? Bring Conor McGregor, and I don't know that Conor McGregor ever crossed the line like Kobe does. Like not Kobe not until he fought Khabib. It was it wasn't right. until it, the him and Khabib like that got kind of nasty. But prior to that, he was just he was like a Muhammad Ali shit talker. But did like you Conor, Mag right. Conor McGregor? Talks shit. Colby Covington, his deal something different no than that. He's not just talking no shit. And, and and you know, I don't know if you guys, whoever did see the fights last night. So when they interviewed Edwards, he brought all that up. He said, you know, after he said that about my dad, you know, he said I I cried. It it, it ruined my day. That's all I thought about. I mean, you could tell that that, that comment really affected him, man. He threw and, the and microphone at him. He turned and threw the microphone yeah. at Kobe Covington. Yeah, you know, you know, and that's that's the problem, man. It's so there comes a point where it it stops being about showmanship and and you know uh cameras flashing and it starts to become super personal. And and I think I think for whatever reason uh, Colby's having a hard time, or or he's maybe always had a hard time. I mean, his way he's always been, but he he is unable to decipher between the two. For whatever reason, he thinks it's a showmanship, or he just doesn't care. But um, you know, when you throw comments like like he threw, and like he continues to throw, you know, uh, man, that's uh, you've you've now shifted your you know, you're shit talking into it's super personal, man. And that's just, it's not cool. Well, and I, I don't know we if you all... guys heard, if you guys heard, I mean, even Strickland and Pimblet and some of these guys came and said, dude, come on, you know, right. Um, they definitely in not so many words said you cross the line talking about his dad and right. And Absolutely. And, and he did. And, and he did. He did. Um, um, and then, and then at the end of the fight, I don't know if you guys heard the end of the fight when you'd be in, you know, 
Yeah. Calling the crowd, fuck you to the crowd. and Calling them and fucking broke you know. moms and broke bitches and shit. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Right. Yeah. It, yeah, they, it's, they, like, yeah. It's getting old, man. And, and like I said, if he was winning and when he was winning, I was kind of, you know, <laughs> laughing yeah yeah like, right exactly you know kind of like okay winning he's, cures, he's winning pushing cures that a lot of ailments man winning hasn't, winning cures a lot of ailments yeah but hasn't he hasn't he lost quite a few in a row now yes okay. he's yeah, lost like three like seven, straight title he's lost three straight yeah. title fights kamaru usman right, beat him right. twice and, and, and there was a time beat him last night yeah so and there was where he was there was a time where he only had like dial it down he had like one loss on a really impressive record. I mean, he, he, you know, and, and he's and a super accomplished uh, fighter, dude. He's a staple in like the top yeah. five, but yeah, I, do dude, I was rooting against him. Just... I, I typically, I typically root for Colby Covington and just, dude, I wanted to see him get his ass kicked last night. And then, and he then did, to come out right now and then, but then to come out like Jim, like you were saying, like after the fight, and now he's getting on the fans, like you, like what kind of self awareness do you have, or like what does that say about a person that says that kind of shit? Oh. You know, you know, you're saying bad shit, right? Like, there's no doubt that Colby Covington's not smart enough to go like, okay, I said it, I'm gonna stand behind it because that's who he is. But then to after the fight, when the fans are now like getting on him, to not go, yeah, I said some bad shit and I lost, like I'm just gonna have to tuck oh. my tail here and not double down. And not double down. But here's right? no, he was, like, that's he was not about to eat crow on that one. He wasn't going to eat crow on that one. Here's a question. Here's a better question. Like he's got nobody in his corner. He's got nobody right. in his corner. Pull right. him aside and say, "Dude, dude you going? What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, you you got you got to tone it way the fuck down, man. You know. Yeah. But again, like you said, it'd be different if he's winning. Then, like Jim said, back then when he was winning, you kind of chuckle it yeah. off a little bit, yeah, you know. Hey, really but quick, he, I just want to show you guys this. Oh, rum shot up. Good uh, rum shot up peppermint bark. So I, I, uh, that's that's the gift that I finally ended up with at the uh, white elephant party last night, which I was super stoked about because some of the other gifts, yikes! You didn't get the one you got the previous year, Pat. No, I, that's the I one thing get, I was sad about. I didn't get any of the adult adult female toys. Thank jesus uh but we, they they made sure a year ago that that patrick got two the years D -I -I D two years yeah ago. two years he got the d-i-l-d-o d-i-l-d-o yeah. <laughs> and you were yeah, it was funny shit though it was funny i'm, 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 I'm sad that i missed it i'm sad that i missed it but there was dude i couldn't get off the couch it was terrible oh, so i'm so hoping I'm this quarter's it, light but... is going to bring me back i'm drinking this uh peppermint bark uh, rum chata anybody out there listening man Poured over ice. It's a good dinner drink. I mean, I'm drinking for breakfast, but that's not the point. So, Tyler, what are you drinking? Um, <clears throat> just went old trusty, little hazy, hazy little thing. Um, I'm gonna. I got a few. I got a few lights here behind it to wash it down with. So, I kept it pretty light. Nice. Hey, so Coors Light out of a tap is way different, right, than out of a can or a bottle. Do you, I, it Jim, is you drink tons of Coors Light, like uh, tap Coors I Light? I, tap I, I Coors Light's weird, right? Yeah, I particularly, I, I don't particularly like it. Number one, it tastes way different. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's got just some kind of, it got it, some it, kind of like a, like a sweet kind of taste to it that I don't like. 
Well, that could be bad. That could be dirty taps. So I'd be I, careful with that. Yeah, number one. that's true. Number yeah. number two, not two of them. Number two, it's just it's just so carbonated that that I don't know. I don't know how different it is out of a bottle. Personally, I like to drink them out of a bottle. But um, if not, I'll, I'll I'll drink Coors Light draft and stuff. But it just it's not. I can the only same. have. But, but no. Jim, you just hit on something that that every single bar. Their cleanliness with their taps, with their setup, having the line sanitized and cleaning the taps every night like they're supposed to makes a world of difference in the beer that gets poured. Yeah. And if you're going to that bar that you know ain't nobody happy that they have to work there, you know shit ain't getting clean. That's why I stick to put it in a can or a bottle. And unless I'm, I know the establishment very well, then, okay, then I can trust them. But, wow, some of these places, some of these places and some of them are ones that I go to. Little sketch on the on the tap side. You don't know what their cleanliness is like, man. Yeah, and it makes yeah. a difference. People can get sick off that shit. Yep, for sure. Hey, uh, speaking of the fights, the Royal Pantoja fight last night. What did you guys think of that? I missed it. I didn't get to see the fights. Did you see that one, Patrick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought all the fights were really good. Um, you know, I don't know. I. I I, I the fight I like I th- the one I fought I thought was the best was the um I can't remember the two girls that fought. Did you see that one? I, was that the Lipsky girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. who it was. Yeah. Um they just beat the shit out of each other, man. They yeah. were just I mean, they looked they the both of them were just beat to hell at the end of the fight. I, I really and, and they were so it wasn't, you know, and, and and big, big money shots. Like either girl could have probably should have knocked the other one out they were they were landing those kind of uh bombs but uh yeah i thought that one was was one of the better better ones well um, and then i felt i felt horrible for for mitchell what was his name oh yeah mitchell, brian mitchell okay yeah. a year on the shelf and your first fight when you come back is josh emmett mm. that's a that's, that's a, a draw that's a big, that's a big. I'm kicking my promoter in the dick when I get back. Yeah. When, when I yeah, a, wake up and get out of the tough. hospital, I'm kicking that's him in the dick for setting me up with Josh Emmett. My first fight back after a year on the shelf, yeah. dude. That Emmett, Josh yeah. Emmett, is a right out of the gate artist. He's, yeah, yeah. He's damn had a good beast. career. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and yeah. just a damn beast. Yeah. And that shot <laughs> that that. Mitchell took. Oh my god. You could see him almost convulsing. I mean, well, I was he, like, well, he was. Oh, yeah, they god. thought he was uh, going into the like uh what do you call it? A, a Caesar. He was, he was like fucking his legs were like shaking and shit. But dude, that was a bomb. Did you see that? Oh, that was a bomb. God, that would have knocked anybody out, man. And, oh, and yeah, and it was dead in the middle of the grill. It wasn't yeah. it was dead in the middle of the grill. It wasn't on the jaw or in the temple yeah. behind the ear, dead in the center of the grill. And he got him coming in. Like, he was coming in for a, a punch and got – I mean, there's no – you know, that is the worst way to take a punch is when when you are coming in and you get drilled. Man, that is – The worst way to take a punch is just taking one, period. Yeah. Yeah. But in, our, in, our lines of, in our lines of work. But a glancing blow is – you know, I mean, that, that was just a flush, you know – it. it I mean, he was coming in for a punch, so his momentum coming forward and taking that shot in the, in the yeah, middle yeah. of the oh, 
it what was a, bad. But that's what I thought too. I I was like, oh, this Mitchell kid, man. I'm, before the fight even started, I said, really, this is your yeah. first fight back. You really, you really man, want to no shake shit. off tough draw. In rust with Josh Emmett? I'm like, oh, that's that's a tough draw. <laughs> I got yeah. a question. Do you guys know? So when I was watching the highlights, because like I said, I didn't get to see the card. Um, Pimblet, what was his story? He came. He was out for a year, injured, right? And he what beat Ferguson for like the seventh lot consecutive loss for was it Ferguson that he fought? Oh, Ferguson. Yes, now, so is, is tell me about. I don't know anything about Pamela. Is he a, is he a bad mofo? Because his record seems pretty good in the UFC. Or is he just kind of a holy shit? He's he's. So, I think is he undefeated? Is Pimblet undefeated? I think in the UFC he's undefeated. Is what he I saw. He lost I a right. fight. He lost a fight that was in a different promotion. Um, Jim, I think you were Julian when Julian Arosa they yeah. fought, they fought overseas somewhere, and we were at Dickie's eating barbecue, watching this fight. <laughs> and Julian got robbed. Pimblet, I think, has been somebody who's been created with with all the hype. Okay, so I'm manufactured. That's what I needed to know. Manufactured a little bit, like he can fight. Like, don't get me, don't get me wrong, he's not right, he's not not capable of making a real run but, you don't get in the octagon if you're a pussy i mean come on he's, yeah, you're a wuss. yeah you're not but i think he's because of the way he talks and his look and all the things like he's marketable maybe is what i'm trying to get out like he's marketable so there um, could be a push it's on this be, guy potentially i just think when tony ferguson's not top top competition like that's no, no, not anymore. Not, not anymore. any, yeah, not in the last four years, right? You know, so I think it, it'll 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 be more telling when when Pimblet starts to fight guys that are in their prime for one and two, you know, higher ranked and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, the guy can fight. Don't you know he can fight? But oh, for sure, he's he, got guys, a funny we get to... shit. He looked a lot better last night too, uh, like with his grappling. He looked in good shape. He, coming, he looked in good shape yeah, last He is coming along. He is coming yeah. along, and and he's just not that stand-up, you know, knock-you-down kind of guy. He His grappling's come a long way from what I could tell. Um, yeah, he looked he looked like he's coming along, so we'll see. You know, get on uh, some, some college football, too. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of shit going on with people transferring, and that portal's going to be lit up. Yeah, it's changed college football forever. Yeah. And how yeah. could you ever it, go away from it now? Well, it's, like, it, it's like, like a draft process. It's almost like a draft process. It is. It is. Because so now <clears throat> I don't know if you guys heard and being a Buckeye fan, I don't know if you guys heard, but Marvin Harrison Jr., hasn't necessarily declared for the draft yet because they're talking about 20 to 25 million a year on an NIL deal, which will pay him more than a rookie contract. Right. Right. Isn't that just In insane? NFL. Okay. So, so here, here's the new one. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, supposed to be number one, top five pick this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not not this last Heisman, but the Heisman before Heisman Trophy sure. winner. Yeah. They're saying 
so there, people are keeping it real hush hush around the Ohio State, whatever you want to call it. Um, but they're saying Caleb Williams might be passing up the NFL to go get one of those $20 million contracts, NIL contracts from Ohio State. Really? They're saying that he want that he is wanting to win a national championship and he thinks if he goes to Ohio State, done deal. Uh, he wow. certainly can. But you know what's sad though? Because back in the day when when the NIL didn't exist. And I and I do agree that college players should be paid. I do, because they're using their likeness, they're using their name. I, I get that. But the amount of money now this has got to hurt the NFL. So at what point does the NFL go, oh, okay, so something's got to change because this is affecting the amount of talent level coming in when you might want them. You know what I mean? You might want Williams but, in that draft well, right now. Okay, they, 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 something's got to change. Gotta, that's that's got to be a problem, oh, man. If you're Goodell sitting up there going, I'm the I'm the almighty NFL. Yeah, but well, so what are you talking about? You talking about corruption behind the scenes that nobody sees? I mean, that's what's got to be because there's, there's I, nothing that the NFL can do to change that. Well, but the thing is, I think it kind of pisses the NFL off the amount of money they're getting because now these I'm rookie sure deals are going to have to go up. I'm or, sure. Or, I mean, or the, how, how the long for the until, how long till NFL teams are buying a college to be their right. minor league team? Boom. Yeah, yeah. This is so when you open and going up, no, up, no, motherfucker, you're coming, you're coming up, you're yeah. going in. So I don't know you, how that you, would work because, of course, there's a draft, right? Like, you can't just have a minor league team because you got to enter the, the draft and all that shit. But, correct. But when I don't you, know, when right? Like, do, how, how is Ohio State? How could they? I'm not saying how, I don't mean how, like, they don't have the funds, but like to bring a Caleb Williams in 2025, try and bring Marvin Harrison back 2025 million. Like, that's and then to pay all the and then to pay the rest of the roster because you're not going there without getting some kind of cash. That's right. Like how so now we're talking payrolls in the fucking NCAA in college football. We're now we're talking what's their payroll gonna be this season? It's getting these colleges are basically a franchise now. We've all talked about we've all talked about how much we like the fact that college guys are getting paid right like we're all behind that but holy fuck like there is it like it's got to be it's got to be something different than what it is or what it what it's what it looks like it's gonna be yeah i agree and you know we talked about it here not too long ago about uh jimbo fisher's buyout at texas a&m and so uh, what what was the number 150 million yeah for the whole million staff and everything yeah Yep. Yeah, it was right up around there. Yep. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you can't tell me these colleges. It, it's crazy how much money that these programs are generating. That's um, a kicker. They're not going to do that if they if it'll break the organ if it'll break the school. If it's going to ruin them, we can't. We're stuck with this guy. We signed so him to a stupid see, deal. They wouldn't so do. They would be Oregon. They'd be Oregon ones. State and Washington State looking for a home because they can't. They can't afford to shell out millions and millions and millions of dollars because of location, because of what, for whatever the facts are, a team from Pullman, a team from Corvallis, they can't, they, they can't afford to be in a conference with a Texas A&M that's going flush 150 million, 
And then, and then on top of that, are going to have to buy a coaching staff and then are going to try right. and have to buy all the players and shit. Like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's not college football. The way that we all grew up watching college football is no more. It's done. Yeah, like it's, we, it's, we've yeah, seen the last of it. Yeah. But it, listen, it, it's going to be something way different now. And, and listen, have you guys heard about Caitlin, Caitlin Clark's deal though? This yeah. isn't just football. Not right? just it's football. not just football, but yeah, that's where but, the big dollars are. But it's well, not but just Caitlin, football. Caitlin Clark is talking. They're talking. Is she going to go into the NBA WNBA draft? She's got another year left. She and she's got Gatorade, State Farm, Nike. She's got all these already um, endorsements, and it's like. She she won't make that much in the WNBA that she's making right now at Iowa. Okay, and oh, but, by the way, Patrick, versus last time, we did – wait, Pat, we did confirm that they the uh, WNBA players do make more than $11 an hour. Um, we're right. not sure. You you hit that last time, and, and, and that was off. So it was just somebody somebody corrected us. I just wanted to pass that off. Well, well, well since we're on the WNBA, can, can I just point out the fact and, – and you can fact check me on this because I've actually looked it up. Do you know – that if um, that if the NBA didn't support the WNBA, okay, if the WNBA wasn't living off the coattails of the NBA, each woman in the WNBA would be paying like $116,000 a year. They would be paying. That, so, so the WNBA, let me just say it in an easier way. The WNBA ha- loses on average $7 million a year. They lose seven million dollars a year so the oh, only way the only way they are able to pay their players is because the nba basically supports them every season if it wasn't for that they'd be upside down seven million dollars every single i'd year. like to say so, i'm shocked so anytime, I would like to, but not really that makes sense that's all adding up to me so anytime and listen, equal pay, I'm not even going to touch that, okay, whatever. But I'm just saying anytime these people, these, these, you know, ignorant people get up there and say, well, WNBA should be making the same amount of money, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea. The fact of what they're Well, it's making, no different than, than Jimmy's brought up 100 times that we all know. I'm sorry, soccer teams at this college, that you're getting oh. your money from the football team. So, I mean, it's just a fact of life, man, and it's the way that business works. And the NBA is being very politically correct in supporting the WNBA. Yeah. I actually, listen, man, I have to go uh, in Missoula. I'd go to Lady Grizz games, and it was awesome. And they had great fans. It sucks that they can't put more than 900 people in the stands, you know, or whatever it is. I feel bad for them because they're athletes, too. Sure. But at the end of the day, there's a reality. uh, When you start talking economics... There's right. a reality to how the world works. So I wanted to ask Jim a question. Okay. So Jim, you're talking about Caitlin Clark and and not going to WNBA because again, they don't make a whole lot of coin. I mean, I think she should make a thousand times more just on endorsements than she will in WNBA. But, but so what would she do then? Are you saying that she would just stay at Iowa and play? Hey, Is that I'm possible? Try and win a national championship. Okay, but but she's got two more years of eligibility, right? Well, this year and next year. Okay, so but then what after that? Then maybe she does go to the WNBA. She wants to keep playing. I don't know. But what I know is 
Economics 101 says, why wouldn't you just stay at Iowa? Right. Oh, no, I agree. I'll get your endorsements and just roll and win a national yeah. championship with that. People will watch. Sorry, yeah. ladies' college basketball gets seen a lot more than a WNBA game. Yeah, you know what's crazy, too, is that they're still considered amateurs. I know. Really? Yeah, it, right? Yeah, they're not professionals. Yeah. Which that's is, yeah, pretty, which is I kind mean, of bogus. Name, image, like But the NIL. Money's coming from the NIL, like They're getting paid to play. I hope everybody, it would be interesting hope everybody to, realizes how important that decision was by, I want to say it was the 5th District, over the Ed O'Bannon case, because that's where this all started, was EA Sports using likely, you know, names, likelihood, or whatever. Likeness, likeness yep. Likeness um, of players in their video games. Right. And it was Ed O'Bannon who played for UCLA back then. Oh, yeah. It was Ed O'Bannon that finally sued for this. Yeah. And so now um, it opened up to basically sponsorships like Gatorade coming up and saying, we're going to sponsor Caitlin Clark to be in our commercials. And, you know, you're a rock star. Now we can pay her. Listen, I think I think we all agree that I do appreciate when the, the, these collegiate players can get paid. And I, and I do also understand, listen, you get your your schooling paid for your education. But the fact is, is we sit back on the outside and we see how much money these universities make off of these coaches? players. How about the coaches? Man. And and yes. And I'm I'm a purist in the fact that I think, yeah, they paid for your you to get an education that 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 was the way you know, back in the day. And now you see how much money these programs are generating off of these kids. Now you got to pay them. Now I feel bad. It's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Give them the education, but you know what? You're making about 80 million off of that one player's likeness. He deserves a slice of the pie, you know? So it's a, it's a slippery slope around boys and it's, it's not going to slow down anytime soon. Well, you know what else is slippery slope and, and not to change the subject, but the sports betting. I feel like the sports betting has completely, like, in not so many words, kind of changed the entire landscape of of officiating. I mean, because are you, you know, talking when, corruption? Are you talking well, corruption? Well, maybe. I mean, I, there's, listen, there's 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 nothing that I can point to to prove all this. But you can't tell me. I mean, and, and there's been articles written about it. Analysts talk about it on ESPN, Fox Sports, all the time about these the sports bets and, and and some of these just egregious calls. So there's always been bad calls in football or in any sport, okay? But I think the last couple of years has just gotten it's, – it's almost like WWE. It really is. Some of these calls are almost comical, you know, in the waning moments of the game. You know, when, when it went to me, it's really obvious is when, you know, you have a team favored by two touchdowns and, uh, you know, that that line is about ready to be affected. So there's just an absolute horse shit call to keep that line still intact. I mean, <laughs> listen, coincidence, maybe, but it just, you know, I feel like the sports betting, uh, that's why it's so difficult for me to understand how they can have these professional um, sports in Vegas. 
because you, you would think that the, 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 the corruption would just be so tempting. I don't know, man. I just feel like the sports betting over the last – and every state, can you can do it now. So I, I just feel like that's, that's taken uh, sports to a kind of an ugly level, man. I don't know. Well, it definitely makes it definitely makes you um, question, you know, what's happening, and sure. uh, you know if if that call was called or not called or or whatever, you know. Um, <clears throat> quite frankly, I don't know what's going on with the officiating. I I heard a, a quote really funny uh, to me anyway, saying that what did the major league did did the NFL hire all the MLB <laughs> players <laughs> to be referees now because it just some of the seems like it is egregious, you know? It just oh, just I mean <laughs> I mean just in your face like so incredibly obvious. I mean, you have a, a cornerback riding a receiver piggyback when the ball's in the air and nothing. Come on, man. I mean, we've talked about, about we've it. talked about it before on here though too. Like there's shit that gets missed that's that's a no call. Is just right. as much as there's stuff that's called that you're like, that's so ticky tacky. And it's like so, right. I mean, I'm not right. I'm not trying to like disbar the point that like, yeah, is there corruption or is there um a higher interest uh, involved? Agenda, I'm not saying I'm not agenda. saying there isn't, but we couldn't officiate a game in real time. Like Hell there no. is a human error. Right. Oh, sure, and, right. Sure. and with replay and with there being everything now you can see in slow frame by frame. Dude, you can't pick that shit up in real time. And and if they don't throw the flag, right? And they're like, oh fuck, maybe I should have thrown the flag on that one because now the world has seen it and I've seen it and I've had to look at it all week, you know. I, I think there's a lot that goes into it too that like it's fucking hard. I think there was a time when football was teams were trying to get three yards in a cloud of dust and teams weren't going, I don't fuck care what the rule book says. We're going to line up in this formation. We're going to try and pound it down their throat. How much easier was officiating? Right. You know, there's just so much more I think that goes into it that I do believe that there are plays drawn up to get pass interference calls. Well, absolutely. Oh, guaranteed. thousand percent. Because in the NFL, it's a spot foul. It's not just 15 yards, you know? Right. So they just bought that. So there's nobody open. They just throw the ball 60 yards down the field. And uh, feet got got tangled up. So, you know, even though, even though it's a, even though it's a piss poor play by the offense, it's not a good play. Letter of the law, Right. right? They're like, well, I mean, was his hand on him too long? Yeah, but this was a shitty play. The de- the defender's in a good spot. Like, yes, technically, did he hook him? Sure, he did. But that's but, like you're rewarding. But you're, he, I. That's all I'm saying. Like you reward the offense for shit just because I, it's honestly, the letter of the law. I, and, but sometimes defense gets away with shit. You know, like I, yeah. But honestly, Ty, though, I think I think what the reason why the optics look so poorly this is my opinion is i think it's the the key moments of the game right well because so it's magnified just, it's just because it's yeah, magnified. Right. that's the only thing yeah, we're not talking 
We're not talking. Well, it doesn't matter quarter. what sport, what game. When when it's a, a peak moment, that's everything. Yeah. And how much harder does. is it for? The, right. How much harder is it for? Because you can always pick a flag up, right? Like that's a, that's an option. But to not like a no call, to not throw a flag, that Which gets ridiculed. I think that gets ridiculed. A no flag more so than them going. Okay, yeah, threw the flag. We got together. Probably. We picked it up. Like, yeah, yeah probably. There's nothing point. to see here. I think what you're getting at, Pat, on the betting part, though, is it changes how fans, people right, like us, that talk about this stuff, how we how we view what's going on. Because now right. in the background, you know the Vegas lines and what's happening right. and how important right. it is to tons of people and millions, probably billions of dollars across the, or across the world, for that sake, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, so I, it does skew your perspective a little bit. I still cross my fingers and hope they don't do it, but it sure doesn't look good. I, I have a question. Um, uh, probably our last before I guess I don't know, Jim, if you want to start wrapping this up, but just a question uh, I wanted to get really quick is I want to ask you guys. So if you're the Ra Raiders organization, has that uh, stand-in coach that that um, Antonio Pierce. What's that? Yeah, Antonio, Antonio right. Pierce. So has he, in, in your opinion, season ends, has he done enough to to warrant or, or you or warrant the, 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 the permanent uh, head coaching job? Or are you are you still looking for a veteran solid coach after the season? I'd kind of like to see what you guys think about it. I mean, they have played well. They played better under Antonio Pierce than they have they were under McDaniels. I mean, that's and and I think that's what you have to look at when you go in when when you evaluate Antonio Pierce's uh, his the job that he's done. I think you have to look at have the guys buy had the guys bought in, which it looks to me like they have. They yeah, like me, the they're playing hard. They're, they're playing, playing hard. hard. Um, yep. You know, yeah the the sixty three dr point drubbing of the Chargers the. Staley had already lost that locker room. Right, of course. The Chargers are ultra talented guys, and for them, to, for them to look the way they do, uh, the last twenty it, years they've it. been ultra talented, though. Right. Well, well I don't know about that. I mean, last couple years for sure, but last twenty-eight. Like years, Damian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, right. Drew Brees uses right. Philip Rivers they, had but, awesome years. Keenan Allen's been a staple in the league. Like their right. offense and defense right. both finished in the top five one year and they missed the playoffs well, you're, okay but you're talking about the good years though ty they had to be I'm bad talking about they've had this. they've i mean none of their years have been good because they've fallen they fall short every year but i'm just saying as far as right. talent goes that's, that's it that right. franchise has had talent up and down the roster of for course. the last 20 years it's oh, true yeah, yeah. it's I mean, true they, and now they're they're shit can but do yeah. you think we're talking about okay so we're talking about mr davis do you think he's going to be actually um, – I I can't picture anyone that is the spawn of Al Davis going, well, this guy came in, and they're probably the team, and maybe the team was just happier than hell to get rid of McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is not going to see another – he might be a coordinator somewhere. Maybe he goes back to college for all I care. But maybe they're just happy that that shit's gone, and then it may inspired them to play hard. I don't know that you just automatically award the job to this guy. I well, literally don't. But then have you got exit, the Davis factor. You're going to have exit interviews with the players at the end of the year. 
Uh, oh, absolutely. Like they always no, will. There, there's but... a lot that there's a lot that goes into this. With that being said, it is Mark Davis. Um and you know the splash factor and, and that's all what that. I was gonna bring up, Jim. That's what but, I was gonna bring up. But let's not forget that prior to that 63 point outburst against a really shitty just beaten Chargers team. They lost three to nothing to the Vikings. Three to nothing. <laughs> yeah. three to nothing. The week before. So let's not let's not let you know pump the brakes a little bit on on the Raiders and that whole organization. Personally, I like what I see um out of the players uh under Antonio Pierce. Uh does that deserve a chance? Maybe, maybe not. But what I do know is Al Davis will try to make a splash. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, whether it works or not, who knows? I think the first thing they need to do is figure out what the fuck they're going to do at quarterback. Um, <clears throat> they, they've. I, do you guys remember? It was just a short time ago. The Raiders had the best offensive line in football. Yeah, yeah, they had a really good team not so long ago. It feels like, like they, they you and, know when. David Carr wasn't horrible. I, I, I just, man, I, I, I that rub, that whole deal rubs me wrong. I think David Carr got a raw deal. Derek, that, that organization just continues to make just dumb moves, man. Is yeah, Antonio right, Pierce Derek. the guy that played linebacker for the Giants? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He is a t- hard nosed dude. I got a question for you. How bad do the Chargers want Bill Belichick? Oh God. I think there. I think there's a bunch of teams that you could say that. But really but like, but but uh, oh, but I'm talking about match made in heaven. This got uh, somebody I know. We were texting the other day, and this got brought to my attention. But Bill Belichick isn't going to go to the Raiders. They're they've been shit no. for too long. He's not going to go no. to the Bears. He's not going to go to the Panthers. He wants, he's not. He he's, the Chargers. Go so Bill, just piggybacking on what I was talking about earlier. Talk about a franchise or a team that has talent. That's missing like whatever ingredient Direction. that it is to get missing them over the fucking hump. Chargers for the you talking Chargers for Belichick. Belichick yeah. right now, the word out of New England, he's done, obviously, after the season. Yeah. But they're also saying that he's kind of that prima donna prick that isn't gonna accept a trade so that the Patriots get some capital for him, that they're gonna end up having to fire him. We'll wait and see. But if he was going to make a move, he's 71 years old. If he was yeah, going to make a he's move, he's done and everything an NFL coaching, coach could ever want. Correct, but if he wants to keep going to get Don Shula's win record, the Chargers would be the place yep. he should want to go. Well, and, and a and nine he'd million in, percent, and he'd be going in with a franchise quarterback. I mean, don't I mean exactly. that matters? That matters. I mean, head coaches that are sought after. That's one of the things that they either go where there's a franchise quarterback, or they go if a team has two high first round picks because then they can just construct that team how they want to. But uh, I don't think, I don't think there's any way Belichick is going to come back to the NFL and continue coaching, trying to get those wins with a team that is just mediocre, doesn't have a whole lot of draft capital, no franchise quarterback. He's not taking those reins, man. He would just stay. He would would stay in new England. Yeah. Chargers have a franchise quarterback who has not been playing well He's got he's got a good good offense. He's got a lot of lot of uh, talent to work with. I think Belichick would do well in 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 you know San Diego. I agree. I'm, I'm I agree. telling you guys, 
Watch out for the the wild card in this, though, Jim Harbaugh. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, okay. So has anybody else heard about uh, about what's his name, uh, uh, Gruden? I, I've heard whispers about Gruden coming back to the NFL. I mean, that's I think I think don't be shocked if Gruden makes a return, man. Yeah, but God, I don't know. I think everything now is dollars. How much money are you going to throw at somebody? Gruden would command way too much for me to take the risk on is him, it? but that's just me. Ten yeah. years, hundred million. Yeah, Dude, know. he's got more money than he needs to worry about right now. Yeah, know, but so. I think he I think he still wants to coach, though. I really think that the fire still burns. I think he really wants to come back and coach and do well and break it off in everybody else's ass. I think I, I, I would – I'd be one to bet Gruden to do that in a second. Well, that's why we're hoping that Jimmy becomes a D coordinator for Air Force. <laughs> oh, there you, you go. Know. I mean, that yeah, would be yeah. cool because once a coach, always a coach, right? Look yeah, at hey, Jimmy. What? That should be your goal, buddy. That should be yeah. your goal. Get your ass on that staff. Nah, Air Force. Then, then that's way above, way above my pay grade, fellas. Maybe, maybe Colorado Springs Christian Academy for blind and deaf students. Let's start there. Well, well okay, start yeah. Right there. Then, then once that team wins like four straight championships, then maybe academy. You know, I mean, you gotta, <laughs> once that you team start finishes the bottom, in Jimmy, the top you gotta start six at the in their conference in uh, defensive yards allowed over expected, then we can talk. Yeah, exactly the Colorado right. School of Mimes. Exactly right. The Colorado School oh, of Mimes did you is down see there, what right? That kid is done Which is the crazy. They have a whole school about <laughs> mimes, <laughs> right? Is that not crazy? There's a whole school in Colorado hey. dedicated to that. Like, how many boxes can you feel your way out of? Like, this, how I quiet? Mean, how quiet is their football stadium? Probably pretty quiet. I mean, I think it's actually not as quiet as you think because they've been very successful. I don't know their D2, whatever, but I'm telling you, they had a head coach. You can hear that I'm saying mimes, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mimes. Okay. (laughs) I thought you said Colorado School of Mines, which is in Golden. No, I know. I am. There's not an actual college that has, uh, maybe there is a mime college. I was, yeah, it was a play on our. What are you talking about? I mean, just. Yeah, so was I, kind of. (laughs) <laughs> just pulling miles and miles and miles of invisible rope, man. Yep. Just pulling miles of invisible rope. I mean, miles of the shit. And you get it, and you get a degree in that shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, why not? I've been. Months. Yeah. Hey, I've so, obviously uh, been at too many concerts because my hearing didn't pick that up. Yeah. No. <laughs> so uh, hey. Anyway, guys, let's uh let's end that on that note. That's that's awesome. By the way, the school of mimes, I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's the um, quietest, right quietest stadium on the planet. Yeah. Uh, on that note, let's end it. Let's do some uh let's do some curtain calls. Lee, what do you got? Uh I got I gotta go back to well, I got two actually ones real quick. I just went to now, granted I came back with a little bit of a bug, felt sick, but pick a local hot springs. I love destination just going to local hot springs, hot springs close by in the area. It's fantastic. It's super relaxing. The people are awesome. You're in a place where you can go to a a local hot springs, go check it out, man, and support them. But the big one for me, same as last week, gentlemen, junior fucking Bergen, that kid junior with the Montana Grizzlies, another punt return for a touchdown had had i mean that game is so intense and and i wish more people would pay attention to fcs because the games are insane it was a double overtime win 
for the Grizzlies to have the chance to go play in Frisco, Texas for a national championship and to watch this thing come down to a double overtime. And the rules are different, man, than when you're watching Michigan and Ohio State. You know what I mean? You get a touchdown in the second overtime, you have to go for a two-point conversion. After that, all you're doing is two-point conversions to see if you can stop somebody. So the FCS level, I got to give them mad props, but Junior fucking Bergen, man, you're a beast amongst men. So cheers to you, brother. Nice. Tied well the big, he tied the big sky record for punt returns in a career, I believe. That's awesome. Correct. Hell yeah. Correct. Yeah, another one in the championship game. Agreed. Hell yeah, let's do it. Going to be a tough road, though. What do you got, Pat? Uh, I know I'm probably, you know, people are getting tired of me saying it at this point in time, but I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep saying it all year long. Got to give it up to my Oklahoma City Thunder, man. They went into Denver last night, defending champions, took them down. Uh, Shea, uh, Shea had, had a uh, the game-winning uh, two-pointer with .9 seconds on the clock, beat them 118 to 17. Dude, we're talking about a collection of 20 and 21-year-old kids, man. I mean, these kids and 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 that organization has like eight first-round draft picks over the next four years. I mean, this team, it, it, for those basketball fans out there, go buy your Oklahoma City Thunder jersey now. That Chet Holmgren out of uh, – I uh, can never remember where that kid played. Gonzaga. Um, Big seven foot two white kid, man. He, he, there he goes again last night. Had what 18 points, 13 boards, four block shots. I mean, kid is just electric. Uh, that team is so young. I don't even think they realize they're not supposed to be this good. I don't think they care. Went into Denver last night. That's only Denver's second loss of the season at home. And and this one was by the youngest team by a landslide in the NBA. I mean, he, average age is like 23 it's just stupid so okay see going forward with all of their picks and how they've set that up oh, they they could they, turn into a dynasty if they oh, do they're it gonna correctly. be they're gonna be just they got so much talent already and you're talking now i don't know how many first round picks over the next four years good lord man their team's gonna be electric to watch really fun so great that's up good one for taking the 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 champions all right, Ty. What do you got, buddy? Mine goes out to a gal by the name of Erin Matson. Um, I came across something the other day that she plays field hockey. Played, I'm sorry, field hockey at the University of North Carolina. Her time there, her four years there, she won four national titles. She graduates, gets the head coaching job the next year. Brought him back. They won it. Five straight, four as a player, one as a coach. Nice. Twenty-three year, twenty-three Damn. years old. I dig wow. that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, awesome. Well that's, that's incredible. That's I mean, it is what it is. But if that happened at any other level, at any other sport, Whoa. I mean, that's something like that. Headline news. Headline news. It's, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And shout that's out to graduate, uh, Terry that's, that's graduate. That's graduate assistant, and most on most um, sports that, teams, that's what you would call a graduate assistant um, that may or may not ever make it in coaching. And she's at twenty three years old, a, a head coach. Got the head Texas. coach, yeah. Dude, she graduated, got the head coach job. What are, What are you doing as the head coach? You're like. National I don't know. You're like I don't know. Aaron pretty much runs practice. Like she's fucking mean. <laughs> 
You're like yeah. trying to tell you're trying to tell the team shit, and Aaron's going. Yeah, I got no, no, no. That's not what we're gonna do. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. So okay, hey, awesome, man. That's a great story. Um, so mine obviously got to go to the Grizz. Um, going back to the national championship, haven't been there since 2009, I believe. Oh, nine, um, yep. For the national championship, BH is right on schedule, right on playing his boys. Um, so yeah, the, the Grizz, but guys, if you have Amazon Prime, you got to check out this series called The Ride. It's about bull riding and the PBR. Um, anybody that that has been around rodeo, anybody that um that knows people that that actually rodeo these fuckers are our athletes guys these bull riders um the shit they go through uh anyway this is about the pbr it's about how they drafted teams eight teams uh five guys ride um but there's like normally seven to eight guys on a team um anyway it it was just a way to uh, bring the the popularity of bull riding back, you know, and and they've done a they've done a pretty decent job. But watch this because it goes inside the lives of not only the riders, the bull riders themselves, but it goes like the coaches. And these coaches are guys like Michael Gaffney, Jerome Davis, legends, Hall of Famers, and they're coaching these teams. All right, with uh, cool. with these world champions, and and but you got to check it out because these guys. Holy shit, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when they get busted up. And when they get busted up, we're not talking about we're not talking about a black eye or or a bump or a bruise or oh, we're talking man. about broken bones, torn muscles, shit that the 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 doctor actually, Tandy Freeman, he actually equates it with the accidents, the injuries you see in car accidents. Yep. Wow. Oh, I bet that these bull riders get, you know, but they're just athletes. These fucking guys take off their shirts in the locker room after. And with all my heterosexual status intact, <laughs> these are some rock solid little bastards, dude. And not they're and listen, bull riders aren't very big guys. No, they're not. They're really not. Not normally. But, uh, no, just the meanest little shits on the planet. You got to love them. So that's my hey, so call. real quick. Uh, I'm sorry. This just brought something in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> are the meanest jockeys in the world bull riders they're like yeah i could ride this fucking horse but that's pretty easy you it's gotta what? be bull they're riders. like they're oh, like yeah. no i'm gonna go ride battle broke guys because i'm not bull a riders. pussy yeah i'm yeah, little, I know yeah, I'm little and yeah. strong they're like i could go ride this horse around around can the we track do, right can we do fucking ride a bull with one hand yeah right yeah, yeah come on yeah, but the, the bowling is, balls when his legs strapped up with a noose <laughs> just to get you off. The yeah. thing is, is pounds these, guys, these guys aren't great horsemen. They even show that on the on this on this series. They're not They're just great horsemen. crazy. They're just crazy. Yeah. They're just fucking get on a bull with one hand and let it. They're fast shit fucking crazy, man. They're like fucking <laughs> I want to ride that bull. Pass. I'm gonna that is that a hard pass. Hard I've got pass. better shit to do, man. I got yeah, better shit no to shit. do. No, hey, quick, but, uh, quick, hey. quick, late belated uh, birthday to the majestic lion curtain call too. So yeah. happy belated, brother! 
You believe it. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. 70-ish? What? No, hell no. All right, gentlemen. Good job. Hey, uh, I appreciate it, guys. Hey, anybody out there wants to uh, um, correspond with us, you can catch us on Gmail, Cocktails and Curveballs, Cocktails and Curveballs, Instagram and Facebook. And check us out on Spotify, driving down the road or at work and got a radio on that, that you can you can pick up uh, some podcasts. We're on Spotify. So pick us up there. Uh, comments are always welcome. Uh, criticism, always welcome. And uh, but anyway, appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Gentlemen, cheers. 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 Right.